If you wanna get married, you gotta date. You gotta date. Welcome to the LDS Dating Podcast. Our question today is Why is the law of chastity so important? Why would it not be so important? It's from Heavenly Father. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's that's the basic of the basic answer. It's like, <clears throat> Heavenly Father has given us a law of chastity. That just exemplifies that it is important. So I guess what we're trying, what we're getting at is why it's important. I understand that. But that, that's the short of the answer is because God said so. But why did he say so? Why did he have to make a law about that? I think is, is the heart of the question. Well, yeah. But I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there like, for me, that's enough answer right there. If it's important to God, it's important to me. I want to align my will with his will and his plan for us to actually have the best life possible for forever. Like he's got the secrets and the law of chastity is part of it. So if he says it, I'm I'm good with that being enough of a why for me. So if someone needs more than that. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to know the secret of why, we do have the answer. <laughs> um Yeah. Do you wanna start? Sure. So for me, and uh, basically what it says in the scriptures is that the law of chastity is one of the most serious commandments because it can be one of the most serious sins or transgressions that uh, that we can fall into. In Alma, it talks. He talks about um, how there are like the three big, you know, sins that we can do. And the biggest is denying the Holy Ghost, which most of us don't really have to worry about because you have to have like a pretty sure like, okay, I have seen God and I'm denying him and turning my back on him. Yeah, you have to have absolute knowledge. Right. So for most of us, that's probably not going to be an issue anytime soon. Uh, The second, number two, is the shedding of innocent blood. So don't kill innocent people and you'll probably be able to avoid that one. Probably not too hard for most of us. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully none of you are murderers. Um, And then number three is the law of chastity, which is adultery, fornication, all that stuff, dealing with our sexuality and our ability to procreate, which is creating life in conjunction with God. And so... The reason I see that as such an important thing is because just like when you are shedding innocent blood, if, when you're killing somebody, um, that is affecting somebody else's life. You know, it, a lot of the sins that we do, they'll affect you, yourself, or maybe the people like immediately around you, but it's not necessarily like going to hurt other people in a seriously detrimental way. Whereas if you kill somebody, they are dead. You know, that's the end of their progression here on earth. They cannot, they, they have no more life to live, to progress, to learn, to repent. And, you know, that part of the plan of salvation is over for them. Um, in that same way, with the law of chastity, you know, obviously if you mess around with the law of chastity 
and you mess around um, and then have a child out of wedlock or have to deal with having an abortion, um, those are things that deal with the life of an innocent, the life of a child, whether it's bringing a child into the world that doesn't have a family that's properly formed in the temple or through marriage or that just doesn't have two parents that care about it. Um, or, you know, if you have, you come against the question of, okay, is this baby going to be aborted? Does this spirit child of heavenly fathers no longer have the opportunity to live because the mother or father of it decides that it's an inconvenience for them? Yeah, that's a definite big why. It's got a, it's a, a matter of life and death, really. The potential to give life or to give it and take it away. And that's a big decision to have to make. And you'll have to suffer the consequences of that either way. Um, <clears throat> another thing that the, for strength, uh, how do you say it again? For, for the for the strength of youth. I always say that wrong. It says that you want to avoid the burden of guilt and sin and all of the attending heartaches as you keep the standards outlined in the scriptures and emphasized in this pamphlet. So that's going to be a big thing if, um, for why you want to follow the law of chastity is to avoid the feelings of guilt and heartache and the things that come with sin. So it's not just um, the importance of not committing the sin because it's a matter of life and everything, but it's also going to have the effects on you. You can't sin and not feel bad. Wickedness never was happiness, and you're going to feel the guilt. And, yeah, if you know... The law of chastity, you know the commandments for morality, then you're going to feel the guilt of disobeying those commandments, the law of chastity. And that's a really important point, too, because, you know, from what I was saying earlier, you could say, okay, well, you know, well, hopefully you wouldn't say this, but it, the argument could be made if we're really careful and make sure that no one gets pregnant, it's not affecting anybody's, you know, any child that could be his life, then it should be okay. But like Carrie was saying, there's a lot of guilt that comes from knowingly sinning in that way. And because the power of procreation is so important and so sacred, God has put these guidelines to say, hey, don't mess around with this. In the strength of youth, you know, most of us are kind of past the age where we think of, oh, let me think of the strength of youth. But we really should because those guidelines are not just for the youth. Those are the basic guidelines that we build off of as we continue in our progression and you know get older. But the guidelines that are in there are there to help us to avoid doing anything that will lead us down that path to more serious transgressions and that will burden us with guilt and with shame. And really, there are a lot of negative consequences that can come from that. Um, emotionally and with the relationships that you develop with people, the way you treat someone of the opposite sex, if that's something that you have been messing around with, if you've been breaking the law of chastity, it changes your view of dating, of the opposite sex, of serious relationships. And that's what we see going on in the world today, that people don't take the law of chastity seriously. They don't take physical intimacy seriously. It's something that they do for fun. It's something that they do lightly. 
and it destroys relationships and breaks down families. And so it's kind of a slippery slope where you've got these little rules that we're supposed to be following since, you know, we were youth. And if you start bending and breaking those, it'll lead you down the path that we all have heard about forever. But it starts with the guilt and the shame of doing those little things. And then it just compounds into greater and greater badness. (laughs) I like that you pointed out that there's still consequences. There's still accountability for your transgressions. Like it's not just, oh, you don't mess around with the law of chastity because then you might get pregnant and then have to deal with that situation for better or for worse. There's consequences to your actions no matter what you do. If you're going to choose the wrong thing, if you're going to choose sin, knowing what the right thing is, knowing the law of chastity, then you're going to suffer consequences for that. Whether you see that immediately or you see it on judgment day, you know, kind of depends on the people in your life and how they present consequences for your actions and things too, but... Consequences are definitely going to come if you're living a sinful lifestyle morally. And you know what that means? It's time to talk about repentance. (laughs) (laughs) Always part of this conversation needs to be a mention and plug and little talk about repentance. Because yes, it is a serious sin. Yes, it is bad. But it is not, definitely, definitely not uncommon Um, and it is not the end of all if it's something that you've struggled with, if it's something that you've messed up with. Um, there is always repentance, you know, even if you did kill somebody, uh, you can repent from that. If you've transgressed and broken the law of chastity, you can repent from that. So there is always repentance. Um, it's just important to remember that even though we can always repent, it is not an easy process. And the more you knowingly sin, the more you knowingly go against what you know is true, the harder it is to change and to repent and to do that sincerely. And that's kind of where it gets really hard um, if that's something that you struggle with because you can easily fall into the thought process of, okay, I can repent. I can always repent. So it's okay that I mess up right now. I'll go ahead and repent for it later and then it'll all be okay. Uh, Because that is not good. (laughs) It's outlined several times in the scriptures that, you know, that makes it a lot worse to, it's, it's mocking, you know, the atonement of Christ to say, you know, I'm sinning now because I know I can repent later and it will be forgiven that yes, that is possible. But doing it with that thought process makes that repentance a lot harder because you don't have the sincerity there. It's harder to get to a sincere point where you really, really, truly want to repent and change. Yeah, and along that same kind of line, I want to point out that this is like one of the harder things for good people to stay in line with all of the time because the law of chastity is kind of a thing that is, I don't know how I'm trying to say this. <clears throat> it's a a transgression that's easier to commit because sexual intimacy is something that's supposed to be for our good. 
So it's kind of hard sometimes to resist that temptation to do something that's naturally put into your spirit and your body as something that's good to procreate and to show love is something good within marriage and sacred within marriage. So it's hard for us to create that line in our minds, in our bodies, that this is something that we have to wait to do when we find our eternal spouse and are sealed to them. So it's something that a lot of people fall into a problem with, whether it's just as as small as passionate kissing, which is still against the law of chastity, or it's, it's as far as, you know, going all the way sexually intimate. Um, so I just want to point that out, that it is one of the harder things because God does want us to be sexual beings and to have children and to show love to our spouse, and that desire is ingrained in us to do. So it's definitely one of the harder sins, and it's probably the most common uh, for people to slip up in. So it's important to know that you have that repentance aspect to to help you to restart and to do better with the law of chastity from here on out. And again, that just kind of like reemphasizes how important it is that, you know, from youth, we were taught from the strength of youth that, hey, these are things you should not be doing because it'll lead you down that path. And like Carrie was saying, it's built into us. So they have tried to give us guidelines to say, stay away from these things because you are going to want to go further than you should before you should. It's kind of kind of amazing how they, you know, give us these guidelines that'll help us in life as if they were inspired or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I wanted to add this little quote that was from Thomas S. Monson. Back in October 1990, when they were introducing the For the Strength of Youth. Anyway, Thomas S. Monson said that tears inevitably follow transgression, and he advised the men to take care not to make women weep, for God counts their tears. Right there, it doesn't say specifically the consequences of immorality, but... This sounds pretty serious. If he's counting tears, you might have to suffer a certain punishment per tear. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't want to imagine that. But it's better not to transgress. And if you do transgress, you definitely need to repent. Because Heavenly Father is counting the tears of his daughters. I'm sure he counts the tears of the sons as well. But he was he was talking to the men in a priesthood session, I think, right there. Mm priesthood (laughs) (laughs) um anything else i think that's it for me i'm sure there's more but yeah um in closing i wanted to refer a really good it's a talk and it's a book now that you can buy online from deseret and amazon and stuff it's called of souls symbols and sacraments it's by jeffrey r holland he gave the talk originally at a byu fireside in 1988 and it's just i think it's the best talk i've ever writ uh, written <laughs> i've ever read it's the best talk i've ever read on sexual intimacy and why it's sacred and you know it's more than just a do's and don'ts thing it's it's about souls coming together body and spirit it's a symbol of unity and that's why it's supposed to be within marriage and 
it's a sacrament because it's between, you know, two people and God, essentially. And it's the creation of beings. It's one of the most sacred things that we have from our Heavenly Father as a gift. So it talks a lot about that, and he has just perfect wording, and he says everything better than we can say it for sure. It's, it's Elder Holland. <laughs> it's Jeffrey R. Holland, you guys. So if you have this question about why the law of chastity is so important, I definitely advise looking up that talk and reading the book. Now that I know it's a book, I'm probably going to go buy that book because it's going to be amazing. But in the meantime, we will put a link to the talk in the show notes. If you don't know where the show notes are, you should be looking at them on your app that you're probably listening to this. If you click on the picture that says LDS Dating Podcast, it should bring up the little section with notes about the show. And we'll put a link in there to the talk. So you can click on it. It'll take you right to the talk. You can read it. So it'll be like in the episode description. It'll be in the episode description. It's called the show notes. Plain English episode description. <laughs> episode description. <laughs> Souls, symbols, and sacraments. Jeffrey R. Holland. So in answer to the question, why is the law of chastity so important? Basically, because it is dealing with the lives of other people, primarily innocent children coming to this earth who should have a family formed to support and help them to learn the plan of salvation and how to live and be great people. And if you are not following the law of chastity, they do not have that opportunity in most cases. Um, also primarily the person you're being immoral with. And you mess with people's lives. <laughs> so follow the law of chastity. If you need to repent, talk to your bishop. All that good stuff. It is possible. It is hard, but it is possible. So, be good. Go date people in a good, clean fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Go get you some dates. Go get you some dates. Stay clean. <laughs> Remember who you are. If you enjoyed this episode of the LDS Dating Podcast, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Don't forget to send us your questions and comments about dating at LDS Dating on Facebook or send us an email at ldsdatingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. And if you have a minute, go over to iTunes and leave us a review. Let us know what you think and let other people know what you think so that when they're looking for a new podcast to check out, they'll see re your review and be more likely to listen.